0: You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa. That snuck up on us.
1: Wait, is it Thursday? This thing just turns on. I don't, I don't know how it does it.
0: You're always at your desk, Andy. You're always working.
1: I'm just studying these deals I've got going right now, Chris.
0: Oh, look at them. Those look Those like new houses. Famous,
1: man. Those what look like you new. at all that. 5.9%. What do you want? $2,500 a month? I got it.
0: Hey, you're, you're, you're tricking people.
1: Nope, I'm bringing back affordability, Chris, all by myself.
0: 599
1: yeah, I want these young kids to live the dream that we're living, Chris.
0: Someday they can have an office with a blinking light, too.
1: Yeah, especially oh. these foreigners.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's by far the best wall in this house right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that guy.
1: Are you uh, – so, Nick, tell us now, so you, you're you the world champions again or something like that, right?
2: No. Cool. We, we got knocked out um, in the playoffs – Oh Last week, so the season. The season is over now I'm actually. I'm headed to Peru on uh, Monday, just so, to
1: live there for a little bit. Or
2: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do all the Machu Picchu and the Inca civilization stuff, and it'll be good. But uh, no, it's a beautiful time this year in Brazil. It's long. I've, I've been here since February, but uh, yeah, just well, this year, not a national champion. Well, well
1: I I don't <laughs> have the jersey to support you, so it's probably part of it.
0: They don't have a, believe me, Andy, I tried and to get you one. They, they just don't make them our size. I mean, even the Lyman, freaking, I mean, that's Grande, grande, grande. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, um, Mucho, what'd you say? Mucho, what is that place? Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Is that the one that that's way up high in the mountains? Yeah. Oh, that one's cool. I had a client talk about
1: that. Like, don't they have that really good chili, um, <laughs> I, I love those burritos,
0: burritos, there. burritos, burritos. Yeah. But um yeah, I had a client tell me about that that said it was just unbelievable. He went and did it with his daughter. So
2: pretty cool. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. And what's weapon what over there? So the daylight saving times, I, I was ready to go, you know, an hour ago and then uh Oh geez. I know that kicked into gear. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about that market. What's happened?
0: It's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Andy? Oh gosh, I've got, I got short next to you.
1: It was interesting. I, for the first time, had a customer, um, yesterday where we were out and meeting with clients and the, they, they set me up and asked me like, uh, so what do you think is going to happen in the sprint? And they had all their research done because they, they've watched our show obviously. And, uh, and they were, and I said, well, you know, I said in a weird way, to get back to a balanced market, we need to have a fair interest rate so the investors are excited, a fair interest rate so that, you know, people can afford to, you know, buy houses. And I said, I just, I personally don't see rates really softening in the spring, but if they do, unfortunately, it might have consequences of other things with the economy. Like maybe it's unemployment numbers are going higher, consumer, whatever, you know, fuel prices, whatever. And they would no, 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 that doesn't always have to happen. We've researched and I said, okay. Okay. I said, well, this week it did happen that way, but go ahead and tell me about the, uh, you know, where we're headed and what we're doing, you know? And it was kind of funny. The, uh, I, I respect people to do their research. So I really do. And yeah. so it turned into a, I, I want to say it wasn't a confrontation at all. It was just more of a, you know, it doesn't have to. And I said, just like I said, I personally believe, you know, and, uh, anyway,
0: I'll tell you what I personally believe Andrew is that it's all about consumer confidence yeah. every part of it i mean you can have you can have high rates you can have big time inventory you can have low inventory but if that consumer confidence isn't there you yep. you got issues and I, I don't know this last week i've seen a lot of people's minds kind of flipping a little from getting over the interest rate stuff to more concerned about world issues and or how it works for them and uh and what and that what they're trying to do now in some cases they're able to get you know some good deals on houses but on other ones you know it it's it's only worth the house is only worth I mean, there's obviously other things that come into play but it's only worth what someone's willing to sell it for what someone's willing to buy it for it i mean plain simple fact and then obviously if you need financing appraisers gotta justify that it is that or you gotta put more money down or whatever but in the end, that's what it's about. And there's some people in this market that aren't like crying and, and running for the hills and trying to give everything away. They're just not.
1: Um, well, that's why when you know, people keep talking about this, oh, we're headed for this mega, mega crash. I'm like, oh, uh, huh? Who, who's going to let their house go when they have that much equity? Unless right. they have to. I mean, I think you will see, unfortunately, some cases of where people have a lot of equity in their house and they took on way more debt than they can chew on. And yeah. so and they can't get rid of it because nobody wants to buy it for a while because interest rates are high or whatever. And so they're stuck with bigger payments. They may have personal financial challenges, but housing is separate from that. They, they may drag their personal crap into it. But at the, at the end of the day, housing is, is staying very healthy in the sense that um, tons of people own their houses free and clear. Tons of people have huge equity. And most people, like you just said, Chris, that are buying in today's market have the whole thing figured out. They're putting bigger deposits down. Or they're not afraid of a, you know, a seven and a half, eight and a quarter percent interest rate and that they they in their head have the math equation figured out. So they're making lifestyle changes or they're making, you know, I, I call these are the necessity moves like where, you know, mom uh, retires, moves off to the, to the you know, 55 plus community, wants to sell her house or moves to better, better, maybe the beach, right? Or, or the desert or whatever. And and they want to sell that house or, you know, somebody is growing, their family's growing and they need to actually the more space. I'm seeing that happening too. And then, you know, some younger people are, you know, like that I personally observe, not everywhere, not everything, this is a Minnesota-based show. I'm seeing a lot of those folks saying, boy, I wish rates would come down again. I feel like I missed the opportunity. And and I would say to those people, I'd rather see you buy a duplex and buy it today and, and refinance it down the road or get somebody to in that other half of the property to help you subsidize that payment. Um, maybe you rent out the basement. Maybe you go back to like when we were kids, Chris, you remember? Um, by the way, I hate it when it's just me on the screen. Um, for the record, Nick. Um, that's for, that's for
0: social media, Andy. Oh. So you can look super smart to everyone.
1: Eh, it doesn't without,
0: work. Without me, without me going like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can this guy even hear himself talking? He's full of crap. No, but so I was excited of, to hear about
0: when we were kids. What, what did we do? Know, like
1: when we were kids, like when you and I would, were 20, 21, we're like, we're going to go buy a house. And we'd go buy a house. And we'd rent it out to four delinquents in the basement for, what? you know, 300 bucks a month and our whole payment was getting made. Totally. Guess what? Nobody's stopping you from doing that, young people. Nobody's stopping you from buying that house right now and having people subsidize the payment so that you can be an owner and all your buddies are renters. So I think that those that really want it or those that are wise enough to uh, or have the confidence, right? And maybe you need a partner. Maybe you don't buy it on your own. Maybe you do buy it with somebody else and you go 50-50. You know, there's nothing wrong with two people buying a house that are completely just business partners. It doesn't have to be you don't have to be in a relationship. You can actually have separate interests in that property. And just the only thing I to give it for advice if you do that is exit strategies are more important than uh, partnership strategies. Exit strategies. How do you get out? What happens if you die? I live, you know, vice versa and just kind of talk you, to I get
0: married. I want to move my girlfriend in.
1: Right. You know, all of that
0: stuff. Yeah.
1: You know, carry a life insurance policy on the other partner to cash out the other person. Whatever. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to do that, but I do think that is language it should be discussed up front for sure.
0: The example to your story, Andy, is there's uh, these guys, there's four guys who just got out of college, they live together in college. Mm -hmm. They want, they wanted a place to be able to kind of live down here. They're all starting just kind of getting going on their jobs. And what they're doing is they're going to rent for a year. And then they're all talking about buying a house together, all Mm -hmm. four of them, and then um, putting together kind of a investment plan. So they're buying it. And now all four of them will have that and then they can all go off to their other houses or whatever, Mm -hmm. but kind of, kind of neat. I mean, people thinking of different ways in which to be able to uh, attack this market.
1: Well, Chris, I mean, like the, the I'm joking around, but these these houses right here that I have on payments. Right. Again, you know, you're looking at twenty five, twenty six hundred, somewhere three thousand. Those houses are renting out for almost a thousand bucks more than that a month. So right here with this five point nine nine percent buy down, maybe you go look at new. Maybe you never thought you could afford a new house. This is Invergrove Heights, by the way. Call me. Um, but the idea there, I've only got I've only got six ready to move in. You could be in for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday you want to celebrate in that new house so is, and we can get you in quickly. But So is inventory growing? No, not necessarily. Because, you know, it's exactly. funny, Chris, the inventory that I have, and this is where it'll blow people's minds. They'll, they'll think, think I'm full of it. Oh. I'm still selling the inventory that's up, the seven and the $800,000 houses that are up, and people are putting $500,000 down. It's not like they've gone away. Those buyers are, st- there's not as many of them, but they're still there. Those are the buyers that are the... You know, they save their money, they make decisions that are super safe, right? I'm not seeing anybody just saying, hey, let's wing it and see if it works out. Everybody's like, okay, I have a half a million. If I can get the rate at seven and a half or the builder will buy it down to 5.9. I'm ready to make a decision today because they're, you don't get any younger, right? So if you're at that phase of life where you want that executive home and you're going to enjoy it for the next 20 years, the price isn't quite as important as if you're just trying to live there for two.
0: Well, here's the thing, Andy, because you also have to do that because Zillow says you're not going to make any money on your house for at least 13 years in Minneapolis.
1: When is everybody going to finally tell Zillow to go to hell? <laughs> what I tell you, Nick? I thought I would get it. Dear oh, Zillow, please die. <laughs> Dear Zillow, unplug your servers. You suck. Uh,
0: oh my gosh, I think this is really interesting. I actually had a a buddy of mine and a lender uh, that we use that uh, Andy Hubble. Remember Andy? He was on our, our WCCO. Really intelligent person. Really kind of dives into things. Yeah. What well, was interesting? So he put this video together, and he uses this video to kind of show um, buyers different options and owning versus renting. And he can kind of do it on a Zoom, record it, go yeah. through this whole thing and do it. But he actually did a video for us uh, to be able, yeah, to be able to explain this whole thing about what Zillow's trying to say. So I thought maybe. Do you, do you want to, should we go through this and then maybe make Eight some minutes. points? It's, it's it's actually really good, though. I mean, it really explains it better than we probably ever could ever Let's explain. Let's
1: have a sample of it. Let's do a 30-second or a minute sample or something like that. See
3: show them.
0: It's good.
1: Maybe we can share it or something, too.
3: Okay, this is very quickly. I'm going to show you how I came up with the analysis that you have. Hopefully, you've printed that out. You can use it talk your clients through this uh, article. So uh, what prompted me to send this video was this article, once again, from Zillow, appeared on Zillow last week, saying that, okay, this is very quickly, I'm gonna show, would take 13, in some instances, close to 14 years in order to break even on buying a home, which is flat out ridiculous. So uh, I did highlight in the email that I sent earlier that they Minneapolis, Minnesota was one of the markets that they showed. So I want to just show you very quickly, a quick shout out to Barry Habib and his team over at Highway. This is the tool that they've created and it's amazing. So I'll just kind of walk you through. It doesn't take long at all. I'm going to put in uh, the zip code or put in my own zip code, which is in Minneapolis. I'm going to use 422 as our purchase price because that's close as we want to get to the $400,000 mortgage that's referenced in the article. Okay. Now. Paying attention to this part over here on the side. The first thing we're going to do is put in some rent as I open that up. Now, before we even get into that, just so you know, when you read this article, it's only a one-page article and it's clear to me that, I mean, it's just, it's it's clickbait is what it is. They're hoping you just read the headline that says, hey, it's going to take you 14 years to break even if you buy a house and then just not read the rest of the article because if you do read it and it's only one page long, doesn't take long to read it, you're gonna notice that um, they're comparing buying a house and getting a $400,000 mortgage to living for free. And I don't know a lot of people who have that as their two options. So you're either gonna live in your parents' basement or live in a box in the street, or you're gonna buy this house. So where do the rental numbers come from? Well, um, the- Why don't you guys comment on so far, keep people
2: in the loop.
1: You're on mute, Chris.
0: Oh, these game mouses. Andy, does that not remind you of you, what he's talking about? Well, I, he sent me this video yesterday, and I just started laughing because I'm like, oh my God, Andy's going to just get fired up on this one. Because that is true. On the article, it, it basically says that, hey, you're, I mean, you could go rent, and he, and he goes through that and shows kind of the rent, the whole rental thing, and it's just, it's absolutely ludicrous what they've kind of come up with and, uh, and throwing that out there. And he's exactly right. It's, it's clickbait. It's what the world's come to. It's all about, Hey, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get past it later. And, um, you know, but now we have to deal with all of these questions, you know, from people because people do look at Zillow and they're like, Oh my God, you're never going to make any money. And it's just like, it's ridiculous. And that's why this thing really kind of plays it out and shows you every freaking dollar that you can do. And he actually goes into a deeper, and makes all everything worse than what Zillow's even saying and then still shows how much money you're going to make
1: see my my thoughts are Zillow's numbers are down and so they're doing clickbait crap like this now just to get more eyeballs on their site again so they can keep charging again it's it's uh it is literally a spider trap and a spider web and it's designed to get you to click and stick somewhere on that web and then they want to sell it that information it's all about data now Data, data, data. We have so many thousand visitors a minute. We have so many thousand visitors per hour. We have so, you know, and then we generate so many leads. And then people subscribe into that. Like, well, look at they're the big powerhouse. They have the eyeballs. People are watching them. But here's what's interesting. You know, you start putting out a bunch of clickbait articles like that. The people that actually do read them, eventually going to get to the point of where, boy, this is just another Esquire magazine of of real estate, right? It's yep. There's stuff on there that's kind of interesting, but there's a lot of crap on here that because people want to pay to play, they put on there that sells there whatever widget they're trying to sell. So, you know, housing is kind of a little bit different. I think that just like the state of Minnesota doesn't tax uh, clothing. For an example, clothing is essential. Housing is essential. I think some of these arenas that we're in where people are making huge financial decisions. I'm not saying I want them policed. I really don't. I just think that there should be a root re- kind of like the builders have the code of ethics. Same should anybody that claims to be a real estate based website just like when you run an ad on social media, if it's real estate based, they follow all the anti-discriminatory classes, and fo- you have to, you can't, you have to run ads to everybody. You can't just run them to certain people anymore. And it's like it's getting to the point of where it's like, okay, so for real estate, I think they should also, if, if they're regulating on Facebook and Instagram and everything else, why can't they have some, you know, version of a code of ethics that they have to follow too? That says, hey, listen, we're not going to put clickbait on our website. Um, we're going to disclose to you that we're actually selling your name to real estate agents. They should they should say that by clicking this, you understand your name is being sold um, to somebody and that there's going to be people that are going to be calling you like a predator because um, they spent a lot of money to get this lead. You know what I mean? Because now you're a lead in the system of life, right? The funnel of life. And and so the I don't know, man, I just don't understand why all that doesn't have to be disclosed, you know, or like this where something like this. It shows you an example to me. Why do more people not want to follow something like this?
0: And that's why we're that's why we're here, Andy. We're trying to help people understand this. And I, I just thought this was the best example of it. So let's listen well, let's to a little on. more.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. rental numbers automatically populate. And these are comparable rents in Hennepin County. If you want to rent a $422,000 equivalent home. So assuming that this is the house you want to buy and you decide not to buy, let's compare it to renting a house that's similar. That's what this tool does, and it does it automatically. I could change the price uh, to you know whatever three hundred thousand, and you're going to see that the rent goes down. But again, we're using four twenty two because that's just to do an apples to apples comparison to the article that uh, is referenced. So twenty nine seventy five is the comparable rent in Hennepin County. Uh, Forty five dollars for renters insurance, and then the annual rental increase for renewable rents. There's a couple different ways you can do it. Uh, Average in Hennepin County is actually 5.313%, which you can see is in there. The national average is 4.5. We'll get back to that in a minute. Now, go down to the property. We're going to look at, we got 422,000. We've got effective uh, tax rate that refers to property taxes. So that's kind of an average at 1.32% for Hennepin County. So that comes out to 55.70 a year, $123 for homeowners insurance. Uh, 2% annual property tax increase. That's also baked into the numbers we're going to look at at the end. Uh, repairs or HOA or maybe both. We just put 175 in there. Uh, and then the cost to sell would be, uh, let's call it 6%. Okay. Now, going to the loan. Uh, right now, it's looking at conventional loan at 7.5%. We're going to change that to 8%. Um. Okay. The loan amount, uh, defaults to 10% down. We're going to go to 5% down. Uh, it's not quite 400. It's a little bit higher, 400,900. So that makes it a little bit more expensive than the 400 they reference in the article. 30 year term, conventional loan, interest rate 7.5. Again, we're going to bump that up to eight just to make this a little bit worse. Um, Average mortgage insurance, two twenty a month. If your credit scores are under seven thirty nine, there's a couple of brackets above that. If your scores are over seven forty, or again over seven sixty, that cost would go down. But we're going to leave it right where it is at two twenty, and then we're going to bump up the closing costs from eighty four forty to ten thousand. Now, home ownership. Uh, the article talked about how in Hennepin County it takes thirteen years and ten months, so almost fourteen years. So we're just going to round that down call oh, it 13 years. Okay. Appreciation rates in Hennepin County, um, you can customize it. We're just going to use the regular appreciation rates. So there's a couple different ways to look at that. Historical appreciation rates in Hennepin County going back 63 years or 4.01% a year on average. Okay. What's forecast is an appreciation rate going forward of 3.55%. All right. So we got historical and we've got forecast. We'll look at both. I believe the printed uh, sheet that I sent has historical. Federal tax rate, 22%. You I, That can be adjusted depending on the person. Uh, we're looking at a married couple making under $172,750. And between that and the, and the, you can see where that comes from. Uh, married filing jointly. Okay. So we're going to go up top here. Now we're just going to hit show results. So I'm walking you through here, you've got, you can see how the rent in year one and the buying in year one compares. You can see it's about $924 uh, per month higher, given what we're doing with the property taxes and the monthly repairs, adding that in. Rent, you're not going to have that kind of repairs. Your taxes, uh, $45 is going to be like for uh, renter's insurance over here these bars you can see that how your rent will increase and again we're not just pulling these numbers out of the sky this is uh sort of the annual rental increase in hennepin county so if you look at what rents today at 3020 and call that in 13 years you're going to be paying about 5621 for the same property in rent cash flow difference over that time period you're going to come out ahead thirty thousand dollars uh, appreciation gain amortization gain i think everybody knows about appreciation gain but i do want to draw your attention to the amortization gain which i'm circling here when you're talking about a time frame of 13 years you're you're talking about almost half of your 30 year amortization so we all know that the interest on an amortized amortized loan is heavily front loaded but there is a pretty good portion there almost 74,000 73414 in amortization gain over that time period and at the same time, if we use the historical appreciation at 4.01% in Hennepin County, and we estimate that value out for two, for 13 years, we're looking at a property value there of 703. So your appreciation gain is quite high at 281.6. And then we've got a net gain of buying a home in 13 years. Again, the article said 13 years and 10 months was your spot to break even. And you can actually see that the net gain to buying a house is three hundred fifty-seven thousand zero zero fifty-two. Uh, so that's where you see, and that's how you can explain this to your clients, to your borrowers, to your prospects. These numbers down here, initial close. I uh,
0: I do think it's interesting, Andy. That you know, everyone kind of forgets about you know that annual appreciation. Now it's going down before. I mean, look at two thousand eight. But over that whole time, it's still averaged four percent. Yeah. Over time, so. Even if it's in, in, in that 13 years, I mean, it's going to write itself out at, at some point. And there, I don't know if they're thinking that we're going to. It's it's catastrophe, and that's going to be different than anything else that's ever happened in the history of of uh, housing. But um, I just I just don't I don't see it.
1: Well, you know, I mean, remember if you take Windows off of a big pipe, you know, big chart there, right? You yeah. Windows, there might be a period of time where it loses 30 percent over three years. You know, like if you go back to the 2000s, but then there's also chunks that show 26% appreciation, you know, so it's like the average, they take all of it and they average it. So depending on the window, so they're just saying that, hey, let's just be conservative and assume that the window going forward isn't going to be the best. Isn't going to be rosy as it was or rosy as the average, a little bit challenging times. But, you know, the thing is, is that I think that a tool like that to me, um, I'm immediately thinking of, well, that's at 8% interest. And that's only with, you know, uh 5% down. That's only with, you know, I start looking at it. I go, okay, so now I'll whack in there 20% down. If you can swing it, you put in there, you know, no mortgage insurance. You put in there the appreciation you, and then you even, you. I mean, it, it what? yeah. The well, that's the
0: thing. That's money. the thing that he did. He tried to make it look as bad as you possibly could. And you're still making money, you know? And so I think, I think the whole idea was, is to be able to show that that article is just a little. Little far out there, you know. And the thing is, is is trying to compare it to not living anywhere. I mean, you got to live something. You got you have to pay for something. You know what? Are, what are you going to do? I mean, like you said, yeah. live in a box. You know, some people some people might. And I think that that's hey. actually a good idea. Maybe for the next thirteen years, live in a box.
1: You know, in a lot of environments where it's anti, you know, uh you know, citizen or whatever you want to call it, where they've got grandma, uh, grandpa mom and dad and the kids all living in the same rental apartment, um, overseas happens all the time. That's why a lot of people move to America. So they don't have to do that. And so okay, the American here family, now too, well, it's going to have to, I it mean, is. who the hell can afford $5,600 a month in rent on yeah. a normal house? I mean, you that, or you're going to have to keep making raises. And at that point, it's like, why would you not just take your medicine now? And I mean, I guess there's people that are risk takers. There's people that are not. And, and if somebody truly believes that the world's going to come to an end in the next five years, and then reset and then go back up again. Well, you know, if they're right, I hope they're not. But if they're right, I mean, it is what it is. But you got to play like like I'm saying, we're not telling you anything. We're just saying these are the statistics. These are the averages. And what kind of decision do you want to make here? Conservative and, and put more money down? Do you want to adjust the rate? Do you want to, you know, buy down your interest rates? Do you, you know, or do you want to just, you know, um, uh, wait? And if you wait, look at what's happening to the rent. This tool is fantastically important because we, over the last 10 years in the Twin Cities, have averaged, I think, close to 10% rate increases on rent, um, you know, across the Twin Cities metro, not just five. So it's like, you look at that and you're like, my God, you know, that that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate that, Mr. Hubble. That's very good. And God, I wish I could kind of talk like that, too. But that guy did flub one time. Soothing. Not once.
1: Confident and soothing.
0: Nick has to sit and edit mine all the time about my little
2: things. So, yeah. And hey, I got some good news though. Um, oh. The fastest, Wait. let me find Uh-oh. it. It's maybe another clickbait one, but the only Minnesota city where homes are selling fastest right now. Where do you guys think it is? The only city or the the number one can you, city? Can you phrase yeah. that again? I
1: didn't understand the question. So, okay. the fastest. What's the fastest growing city? city
0: in Minnesota? I'm going with, um, Lakeville, Lakeville. I am too. Okay, yeah, Here we go. Why is that a changing
2: chaplain? Hey, look at the, t- look at the title. Isn't it weird? The only minutes of city where homes are selling fastest right now, but I think they're just saying, that is clickbait. Homes are selling. Be um, I believe of- that it's Come on, where is it? It was Rochester.
0: Rochester, wow! Uh,
1: are you, uh, Nick? Are you doing your research during the show instead of before the show?
2: <laughs> no, it's Rochester.
1: It, it's the effort that counts, and and you know the time we put in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, just wait until you see what lake you're going to talk about today.
1: Oh God, I don't
0: even... know, it's a really great lake liscalana yeah yeah Ooh, sounds, <laughs> i'll make you that's like that's a joke andy that's a joke
1: oh gotcha I'm, yeah. I'm googling
0: you understand i'm saying you're googling this as you speak on hey go back to that article in there carlos yeah. Correa. this is carlos Correa bought a lake home where where do he do that keep going down i want to know where he bought because i thought he was they were, I thought at one point he was looking in.
1: Ooh, look at that.
0: House. Oh, nice. I've met a Tonka. I was looking at Prior Lake, wow. but he Orgy. signed a long-term deal. Beautiful. He's probably by, over by Big Joe Maurer. Probably. Oh. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. What the heck? Seven and a half. That's not bad. That's like probably, what is it? Um, 22 games, I think.
1: That used to be one of my hobbies back in the day when I was really new to the business. I would go um when the when the internet kind of started, I guess it's probably mid mid-career because it wouldn't have been at my beginning of my career. But I would go to the Hennepin County sites, I would go to whatever, and and you could go through, and you could click on the, the parcels and you could see who owned it. And I'm like, Oh wow, look at that. But a lot of them now hide under LLCs. So yeah. it's the you know, jelly bean LLC, and you're like, Well, who owns jelly bean llc? and then it's not as much fun because you it's not as easy to see
0: not investigate I
1: think that's started-
0: say I do have to say something about Carlos career because this is not just a real estate show this is a baseball show and I think everyone thought that that was a complete waste of money to be able to sign him but I right. think you saw in playoffs a difference someone like that makes he just well, needs a little help and uh I think he's
2: uh well well worth the money
0: just saying
1: there. Great input. Thank you.
2: Yeah, you're hey, welcome. Check this out though. So the Rochester, it was only 12 days on the market in June. Was that uh, different than what you guys see in your area? Is it yes. true that this is the, the fastest moving place still? I think ours is 34 days. I just saw the other day.
1: 34 and it's also like 426 or something for the average sale price.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The market's much higher in the Metro mm-hmm. than it is in uh, Rochester. But obviously I mean, they we'll have, have, have a little something over there called Mayo.
1: I was just gonna the revolving door of of uh coming in for a year and having your whatever they call I don't want to say internship, but a fellowship or whatever they call that and they go for a couple of years, get their resume built up and then they move.
0: Andy, I'm starting to think I look a lot better here in my office than I do at my house. Yeah. I look like really peek it at my house, but here I'm just like glowing.
1: Yeah, you do. You glow. Literally. You glow like, you should I- dust a little bit. I can see some dust floating in the background.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get on Morgan for that. I came here and she, she's off to a wedding, you know, and, and doing her thing. Yeah. I come into this freaking pig pen. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that.
1: I'd like to see Morgan. Morgan. I haven't seen her in a year and a half since her graduation yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. or four yeah, years ago. Or. great.
0: She's been working with me, Andy. She, man, she catches on fast.
2: So. Oh, she's a smart kid. Yeah. Hey, so we've been talking a lot about the contract for d thing coming in into this market, and I yeah. found this that they're kind of checking out if people are being uh, smart with it or if they're not following the rules. Have you guys heard about this? No. Oh,
0: I'm curious about it though.
1: Weird predatory lending.
0: Attorney general opens the investigation into controversial contract for deeds. Ooh, what is it saying? Fast track real estate deals. Wow. Okay. What's it say? Can't see that. There we go. All right, yeah. Uh, can I oh, I'll say yeah. that one
2: thing, Andy. You talked about this a lot, where because they can't do the religion, certain like interest, yeah, yeah, to people,
1: yeah, it, the yeah it,
2: it, usury law.
1: Well, it's 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 uh, I believe it's usually just it's it's real simple. It's uh, Muslim faith that they don't. I think there's a deal with the where they don't believe in a profit it's interest rates. They do profit based loans and, you know, Hey, God bless them. Who cares? Right. It's like, that's just the way they want to do it. So they don't have the protection of the U S government. They don't have the, you know um, all the different protective precautions that we've spent years and years and years to put into place. And so I've, I've literally sat at the closing table where somebody's paying 9% interest when interest rates were at four and I've seen them pay, you know, three origination points, and paying an extra 2% to the, to the real estate agent. And I mean, it's like, and they all sit there and they're all okay with it. And it's like, how in the heck is this okay? And it's just, I mean, I had one of my, uh, I was the listing agent, the buyers came in and I literally sat there and I go, your lender is so embarrassed about this loan. They're not even here. Your real estate agent is so embarrassed about collecting all these extra fees. They're not here. I go, what are we doing here? I have I have zero problem if you want to cancel and try to figure out how to do some traditional financing. I said, and the difference that you don't pay in that interest, you can donate to the charity of your choice. I go, how good would you feel every month giving four grand or whatever, three grand away to somebody else versus giving it to, you know, whatever. And and, and the, this lender that can't even show their face. And it's, I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm glad the attorney general is stepping up on that because it's just- yeah. Right.
0: I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's not about the contract for deed. That's a tool. It's how the people are using that tool uh, to defraud to people and, and charge them more money. And, yep. you know, like you said, predatory lending type stuff. So
1: well, a lot of times contract, contract for deed. English, and so you have you have people that are, you know, English is a second language. And so there's a little bit of a, a barrier there to, you know, even understanding what everybody's saying to each other. And But it's like, this is the way we, we should do it. And they trust the person so then they just do it and i'm talking about successful people i, I mean you don't buy a nine hundred thousand dollar house and and because you're uh you know a bum you're actually a very established you've saved money you've worked hard your whole life and you want to live the american dream and then this happens and it it's horrible they should actually have of all the things that we've talked about in the past this is something to where i think it's a bit it's actually a big problem for the people that are some of the people doing it. some of the people are doing it very legitimately But there's a lot of them that are not and it just it's absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah and we see that i just i'm glad that it's not the actual tool because there's always going to be predators out there and they're going to attack and go after people but on the contract for deep form it states that if you're not a person that's done it before that you have to get with an attorney and and find out your ways of, you know, how, how you should be able to look at a contract for deed and what it all means to, because I mean, it's important that people know that. And a lot of people, I'll tell you, a lot of people just sign, sign away. Okay. Yep. That's great. It's 400,000. We'll 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 take it. Well, yep. I want to look at all these other little terms in here. So on our purchase agreements are pretty good. I think because what you really have to look at, I mean, You got got to remember, they they put all the boiler language in there to be able to protect all the parties. Okay, so if you didn't quite understand something, it's not going to take you to the poorhouse. It's all the little things that we fill in are the things that you have to watch out for. So it's pretty easy to be able to um, kind of find out. I've I've really liked some of these contracts people um, are doing where the ink is a different color. They they highlight the little areas where they fill in. Kind of really, it's it really kind of just hey, buyer, beware. These are the parts, spots you really kind of want to be able to look at.
1: Yeah. I always, I always uh, do my stuff in blue. Yeah. I always have. But you know, the thing that you, you look at, just like your
0: eyes, have, beautiful blue eyes. Do you have blue eyes?
1: I think I got green ones. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Sorry. Sorry. I just, Chris, I just, the greeny Chris. bluey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, listen. When you get back to those kind of deals, contract for deed, you and I traditionally think of a seller that has a buyer that comes in. Maybe they got a fresh divorce on their books, whatever. They filed bankruptcy, their company, whatever, but they have money, they have family, they have needs. They come in, they have uh, the ability to produce income so they can put, you know, 50, 60 down or, or, you know, whatever the percentage is. Maybe they want 20% down. They do a contract for deed. They're doing it at 8%. They're doing it for two years and then they're back on their feet. They refinance that property and the seller is out. So I think you will see, you know, because um, sometimes risk takers are the ones that are the highest earners. I mean, they're, they're entrepreneurs, they're the whatevers or they can't prove, you know, hey, I just got this contract signed or maybe they're an athlete or whatever. And they don't have a history of having they just have money. And so that, um, that that's what traditionally the contract for deeds are for. But, you know, these are where people go to somebody for a contract for deed just because they can change the verbiage. But what I'll tell you is this. When you have a lender, lenders are under all these, you know, rules and regulations for, they're not allowed to be predators. They're not allowed to charge certain things They're and they're monitored, right? They're also remember this good times are great, but when bad times hit you, you know, they're also protective. So with foreclosure laws and things like that, they can't just after missing two payments, come in there and scoop the property up and kick you out. You actually have an advertisement period that you do. They have to advertise it for so long. They have to you know, actually give you a, a, a there's a, a redemption period that you actually have to redeem that loan. So you don't lose your house. You're protected. And so that's why I, I really take a look at everyone and I say, well, religion aside, um, is this something that's better for your family? Is it more protective? Is it safer for your kids and your your deposits? And because if you're putting three, four hundred thousand dollars down on a million dollar house, I don't know if I'd want to be subjective to missing two payments and losing that.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: Good attorneys on that case.
0: Hey, I think I think we just got two clickbait things right there:
1: the Zillow and M- the whole
0: contract for deed no. because it's trying to this, scare you on the contract for deed.
2: This is why though, because then you guys explain it freshly and look like the experts, which you are, right? Yeah,
1: you clicking on your uh, IP address down there. I'm not doing it.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention something. I. I I saw the um Dick has a little outline that he says that It's just kind of headlines and then we kind of answer these things uh Andy never looks at them so he's always I read them the next he's, day. He's completely like that has no idea what's happening which is really good. It shows that I mean that he knows what the hell he's talking about. But uh I told Dick I said I don't want freaking Zillow on there saying it, there's it's 13 years before you uh, buy a house because it doesn't look like for our clients. He's like no you got to You have to defend that and then it'll show that get out there and debate that clickbait rather than just kind of let it stand. And so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And then why did say that? I said, no, I still don't want to do it. And then uh, Andy Hubble actually sent me that video. And I'm like, all right, Nick, you're right. Here you go. Let's do it. So that's what happened.
1: Well, just like the, the NAR lawsuit. I think that's all by big corporate America, too. They're putting all that money behind it. They're chasing after. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen. All of those Wall Street big, you know, uh, real estate style companies, the, the do this and avoid insurance, all of those are based on making 7% commissions. The, it's not designed to be easier process. It's not designed to be a safer process for the consumer. It's all about just shifting it from a real estate agent, which helps you with the biggest personal decision of your life, analyzes it in depth, understands the, the local conditions, understands what's important to you as a consumer and protects you and make sure those best interests are being you know, protected. When you go out to a, uh, uh, like, the, I don't wanna say the word, like an Uber, you order an Uber on an app. This isn't an Uber guys. This is something that's way bigger than that. And they're trying to take technology and make the consumer feel, that's why this NAR lawsuits filed because they want people to say, oh, you can't trust real estate agents. Look at, look at they're trying to screw us. And then they're trying to get you to go online. And if you don't think that's the biggest, pull the sheet over your, you know, head and punch you in the belly that I've ever seen. And, and people are letting it happen and nobody's getting pissed. I'm pissed. I think it's a bunch of crap. And I think NAR um, and now there's a big lawsuit coming in Illinois. And there's now everybody's attacking the, the real estate industry. Um, and, and my thing is, is this if you've screwed a customer, you deserve it. Absolutely. 100% deserve to have your license taken away and get out of the business. But for the hardworking people that have explained things up front and done everything up front. Just remember, if you're watching this, ask your agent, what do you think? What is your position on this? How do you explain things to your client? And every single one of the good agents that's out there right now is going to say, listen, we go through our listing contract line by line, which clearly you know, explains what you're paying for what services of that fee, what we pay out to other agents. Do you have to pay that out? This is the biggest argument ever. But if you don't, the consumer doesn't have the money to buy the house because they don't have the money to pay for the agent. And you really want people represented. I. I, I truly you think that this industry don't even, is really they don't even have boy.
0: enough in a lot of their circumstances, they don't even have enough to pay their closing costs. That's why closing costs are getting paid right. for. So now all so of a sudden free, want, right? closing no costs real? realtor, no one is gonna be able to buy. Nick, your little millennial, whatever you guys are, are it's you're gonna really go up in arms on that one.
2: I, uh I they, they can do it
0: themselves. So and if they can do it themselves, why don't they then? I mean they should be doing that, but they They don't know all the nuances. You can't just Google that,
2: you know, so. Hey,
1: WebMD works for a lot of people, Chris.
2: Oh, here's the answer, guys. Here's what uh, Walmart is stepping up and and making it affordable for everyone. Ready?
1: This is huge news. Walmart just announced that they're selling a tiny home with two stories for less than $10,000. How to kick on this house is they say they can deliver it in less than seven days. With housing prices rising all over the country, people see that tiny homes could be an option. What do you guys think? I don't know your thoughts in the comments below. Follow me for more on stocks, tech, and investing. God bless America, let's do it. Sears did it. Hey, back in the day, Sears used to have a catalog. Remember it was this thick, you guys? Um, And you'd click through it. Well, even before our time, you could actually order houses. A lot of the farms that are built across the country were actually kits from Sears and they'd send out the whole kit. You'd assemble it yourself and come by rail car. For God's sakes, it'd get on your buggy and from the buggy, they'd take it to your farm. And and I'm, we need something like that. That is exactly what we, as long as the, now here's, here's the riff. Okay. Your local municipality, Chris, go down to Prior Lake and ask them where you could put your tiny house. Not in our city. Nope. And the the connection, the whack and the sack and the connection fees are gonna be about eighteen thousand dollars, plus the lots gonna be hundred and fifty thousand dollars, plus the whatever, and your covenances override that the covenances won't allow it. You couldn't put that in prior lake. You you just can't, unless you own a big farm, and then you can tell everybody to go to hell because there's no rules on farms, right? Then you could put it out there. Rural America, that's where it's gonna be at. That's where affordable housing may and I hey, most people could afford I agree. like that. Anyway,
0: I agree. I agree. And it, my, for some reason I had to switch computers because the sun was in my eyes on the other one. So that video didn't play on mine, but it, it sounds like it's a it's a, a kit to have a home or they're
1: under under 10 grand delivered in seven days. Okay. They can have basically what it is, is it's a park. It looks like a park model yeah. um, style trick like you'd put at a, a RV park. And when they say a two story, what it is, is it's a loft that's like four feet high, you know, that you can crawl up there and have beds. Yeah. Um, but at that price, it's affordable oh. I don't know I you know for that price though normally that unit that they showed in that that clip is about an $85,000 trailer with air and heat and everything else in there and kitchens and bathrooms and flush and everything else so I don't know how they're doing it for 10 grand it, it might be a little bit more of a shell um with no inside interesting you can't even get it you can't get a shed for 10 grand hardly nowadays you said it's Walmart doing it that's what he well that's what that person said yeah
2: Hey, so what about this? I didn't know Minnesota had the things, the homes like. Whoa.
1: Chris, you missed I was dancing to your music.
0: That's right, baby.
1: Are you okay? I Sorry.
0: can't see the video, but I assume it was my my little Mediterranean feel in uh, yeah, in a certain area around here. So
1: yeah, he uh, he cut a clip from overseas on the front, and then cut it to your house. I think you have for sale, and it worked really nice.
0: Um, well, hey, you got to take me off camera for a second, it's because I have to answer a question over here from somebody.
2: Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, Andy. Hey, uh,
1: yeah, did you like that?
2: Did you like that? We, I don't actually, know if it's I on really the market, did. but I,
1: it, it, you know what it did is it brought your brain to where you want to go with the style, and it, it pulled it together quickly. That was cool.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Hey, let's get into your uh, the Minnesota Lake segment. Have you heard of uh, Big Marine Lake? Hmm. Yeah, big. Big marine lake. I'm yeah, I've, I've actually
1: scuba, I've scuba dived in that lake. Really? Yeah. Uh,
2: it's a really perfect. deep,
1: nice, clean lake.
2: I think he's back. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, there we go. That that's uh, beautiful. Oh my gosh. If you turn on your satellite in that area, that is a gorgeous part of town over there. I mean, big trees, rolling hills, fantastic. Um Big Marine, and then there's another one over there called Square Lake. That uh, I've—that's where I got my certification in. That's in that area too. So, pretty cool. Yeah, beautiful spot.
0: That's crazy. I've never heard of Big Marine Lake, and where is it?
1: It's right south of Scandia. Oh my god! Yeah, see that
0: Scandia's. I like Scandia. Wow. Maybe I just never knew what it was called.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, there's. It's not as. This one here isn't, uh, if I remember correctly, is not as deep. Um, as a lot of the other, you know, little I don't say it's not, it's not that it's dirty, but it's, it's a, um, it's,
0: what were you scuba diving there for?
1: Um, treasures. I, I heard there were some pirate ships that sunk and, uh, okay.
3: I don't remember.
1: I was, when I was younger, I was kind of adventurous and I do all kinds of crap and I, <laughs> yeah, I got one of my, I think I suckered them into letting me get certified for scuba diving as one of my college credits or something. And then we had to have so many hours in. And so we're on that end of town, and I believe it was the, you start in Square Lake where you get your certification, and then we had to do so many dives in other lakes. And that's where everybody would go.
0: Are you certified scuba <laughs> diver?
1: I was, you know, a billion years ago. I, I I, mean, I'm sure I could, in Mexico I'm certified, I'm sure. But I mean, everywhere <laughs> else, for my own Thank safety, you. I'd probably want to take a refresher class.
0: Uh, I was. I think, I think a little surfer age, dick is yes, too.
1: It's just good to know because I mean, what happens is you know, you I, I've had two real estate buddies of mine over the years that I've but I, that I've known, not like best friends with them, that have died from scuba diving incidents. Um, where they, yes, where the oxygen goes out, they're down too deep, nobody's around them, and they just for some little stupid fluke die, and you know, and it's it's horribly sad. Little stupid and,
2: fluke,
0: they went scuba diving, but that's their problem. You don't I why would you ever go scuba diving and go way down there. I, hey, I, I had heard, a chance. I did a submarine.
1: Hey, I heard one one of these guys, one of the well, this is the third guy. I we should have a whole episode on this. Um, was they were all out fishing and they were like, where, Where's uh Bill? And they're like looking, and they were coming in like an hour and a half back into the oh swear to god, they think he fell out of the back of the boat and drowned and got eaten by sharks. And, and cause they couldn't, they went back looking for him and they couldn't find him. And I mean, I'm talking like they had like the coast guard and everybody like flying everywhere and he just vanished.
0: That's why I don't like to go to things that I don't know what's under me.
2: Uh. Uh-uh. Scuba wow. diving is really fun though. It's like you're in a whole oh, yeah. different world. It's it's a really good experience. Yeah, Randy, do we you know anything about the real estate up there? Are people buying or is it decent? No, oh, yeah, oh, it's
1: it's very, very sought after, very expensive. It's kind of like the you know, it's kind of like the uh the wealthier Eastsiders love that area up there. A little more space. It's it's kind of that um I don't know how to say that. You, what you, your area that you like down south, Chris, where you sell a lot. Um, what is that?
0: Where I sell lots?
1: Yeah, you, you had that for sale a couple years ago. Where? What? The acreage where you sold million dollar homes? On a lake? No. What city? Oh, reverence.
0: Reverence. Reverence.
1: Yeah, what city is that, Chris?
0: Oh, Credit River.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Credit River, that area. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like you have a lot of two and 10 acre sites, and then you'll have a $7 million house on it, and it's like, that area um, is, it, and it's it's not easy to get to, which I think a lot of people like, is that there's no real easy like highway running by. That's why it's very quiet there.
0: So they all have helicopters.
1: That's right.
2: So smart. Hey Chris, we wanted to hear your thoughts though on uh, that video that you have. What do you want? to, What thoughts you didn't
1: do you
0: see want, it, Nick? Well, I well, I've seen it. Um, yeah, it's it's it might be the coolest little place ever this person kind of totally redid it and it's freaking awesome and it's on a lake and it's a it's a perfect like extra uh little place to go to you mean you gotta be able to get access to it because it's obviously on an island but um super cool people hang out on that island all summer long
1: oh they do yeah i was gonna say that uh that by that big marine chris remember when we were we signed a confidentiality agreement for that big executive at that big local you know, Fortune 100 company that's here that we, you and I couldn't talk about. Remember, we went out to his estate and he was on a huge property, like hundreds of acres of land that was just to the north of this.
0: Okay. Yeah. That was, that
1: that was kind of one of the weirdest. That did sell. Real estate agents. You you know, I, I, I should, we should just say this. So we're talking about real estate agents being in non-traditional roles. We were hired as consultants to come out and do a full assessment, non-biased, not in his circle of friends, not in his whatever, a fan of the WCCO show, calls us out of the blue, wants to pay us for our time for our visit and uh, bought us a a really good lunch when we were there and went through the whole property. He verified everything that he wanted to verify um, and then said, thank you. And said, see you later. You're never going to get this listing, but here's, here's enough money to make you happy for coming up here. And um, yeah, it was cool.
0: That was an awesome place that barn i love that barn i'm gonna have one of those barns one day
1: i I would love it too chris
0: someday yeah
1: you know what he did nick um i don't know if you care or not but this guy actually had you know an old school barn built like they built back in the early 1900s where they took like large rough sawn lumber and actually had it notched and like wooden pegged together and and just stunning and and Of course, of course, because when you're rich, why would you not fill it with the coolest toys? I mean, everything's full of all these awesome toys and collector tractors and just you feel like you're walking to a Hallmark, you know, like commercial.
0: And he basically finished it so his kid could get married out there, too. That was super cool.
1: Yeah, he was a neat dude. I uh, I really admired his uh, and then his one son that stayed at home, special needs, um, would split wood for a living and had actually had a firewood business that he and his son ran together. Here's, talk about a, a guy with the soul of an angel. I mean, this guy was, you know, has this, you know, multi-million dollar capacity and, and pick up the phone and talk to the biggest guys in the world. And he's out there splitting wood with his kid every day to so that they can make a living together and, and grow in trees. And it was cool. Anyway, I had a lot of respect for the guy. So
0: Andy almost sounds like a nice guy, Nick.
1: <laughs> Who
0: does? It's good, because
1: his
2: commercial's next, so...
1: Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus. Andy at Prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing. 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales. I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call, send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh Lots of experience here, and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus. Thanks for listening to the show. It should have just been this. I should have just went like this for 30 seconds.
0: Hey, What do you think of that look, Andy? What? Oh.
1: This is my commercial I wanted for 30 seconds.
0: Hey, could you do me another favor, Andy? Yeah. Yes, in I the can. Back, in the back corner under the AP, there's like a little billboard. Can you bring that over? I want to see that. Nope. Come on. You see it back That's there, right? Nick? See it? Yeah, there? I see it. I see it.
1: That was back when they were trying to sell us billboards for doing the show. And they mocked no. up They mocked up a billboard for us and I kept it.
0: Well, then why, why can't you show it? Or is this like your little trophy that you won't tell us about?
1: You know what, Chris? Oh, there's his trophy, Dick. Hey, having a few secrets in life is okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> look at oh how young God. i was i was like i was this is not a way.
0: podcast we are live wow
1: yeah see it's like a real billboard look you a get little younger there and... yeah yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was like isn't it just a weird little cool thing i just kept in my office
0: chris lindahl's got a thousand billboards we got one little baby one at and it's Andy's in my office. office Yep. all right hey that's a this is a cool look. what do you think of this look andy i
1: like it i just like did a French market analysis a on one,
0: one that has that same exact look. I gotta read, I wanna read up on this, what they say about it.
1: Looks like it's a fake house though.
0: Yeah. So there's only there's only nine photos of oh, I think what they're doing is Lights. they're ripping
1: down that Rambler that's there to build that house, right?
0: Oh, that's gonna be the new house, yeah. Look at that, Andy, geez, you are quick. So that's happening a lot uh, in the Edina area where, um, they're uh, getting these lots and people are building those up. And so as a situation like this is that might not even be even close to the house that's going to be built there, but they got to give people kind of some ideas that might excite them to be able to move out there, but they'll build any sort of uh, house on there. And that looks like a fantastic lot. What is it? Almost six tenths of an acre, which is in um, Edina. That's a pretty big lot. So look at that six hundred and forty-five bucks a square foot. What are what are your uh, houses going for? That five point nine nine percent, Andy. How much per square
1: foot?
0: How much per square foot are your houses on your little little uh, piece of paper?
1: Oh, you know, two stories. You're getting under two hundred. Ramblers are pushing close to three with lot and everything. Of course, you know, of square foot.
0: That's that's. Yeah, this one's 645 so it's really, it's kind of what you put into it, you know, all those little roof lines, that stucco look, um, even that chimney, that chimney is super expensive, especially yeah. if it's connected to the actual, a, a real fireplace, but most people are are just doing those chimneys for the curb appeal, um, each of those dormers, I mean, I, I just, I really like that look, I think it's really kind of classy um
1: i've said that on my lake place i want to put a wood fireplace in there everybody's oh you can't and i go there's no law saying you can't it's just what do you have to do to make it compliant
0: and how expensive is it
1: exactly you might spend twenty thousand extra but if that's what makes your whole house why wouldn't you do it
0: right yeah it sits right on a pot. i mean that's a that's a great little area that'll that will be sold i don't know if that house is going to go up on it but um really really nice
1: well, I mean, for that money, I'm assuming that includes the new house, too, because that that yeah, house right. sitting like it is maybe sold for seven fifty, eight hundred.
0: It's what like um, we do in the industry, what we call a to-be-built. So yeah. it's kind of like, hey, here's an example of what you can have on this lot. Here's kind of the money it's going to be. There was one that was built across me from the lake that was a, a to-be-built, and it was, uh, you know, $3 million. It ended up being, you know, four, almost $4 million when, when they got finished with it. So. You can kind of see the other houses that was a great picture. That last one that kind of shows you kind of the area that it's in. So look at all the other houses that have built up on there. So,
1: you know, it's kind of crazy though too, Chris is the, um, so that area is a little more spread out probably over by the country club. I'm guessing, um, you know, in that area south of there though, and more into the Linden Hills and kind of into that, you know, part of South Minneapolis, um, I've got, I've got two builders that I, that need land over there, meaning your old house. So the tear down specials and they, it's interesting how they value land differently over there, Chris. So like a house that doesn't have an alley, that lot is worth more to a builder because they can build that million dollar, $2 million house on there and sell it with a backyard with a fire pit versus having the alleyway in the back and the alleyway, they'll still buy them, but they don't give them as much money because now, You've got the back loading garage and you have more emphasis on the front yard than you do on the back and most yeah. people want the privacy of a backyard so it um as i've helped a few of these guys now over the years if you, if you know anybody that's looking to sell and they have a tear down or a whatever um i got two guys that are quick with cash Yeah. Oh.
0: boy and just another wonderful show with you spending my time with you every thursday morning is like so fun <laughs>
1: It's like a, a, I'll just keep you quiet.
2: Thank you. (laughs) No more comments on that uh, that last one. All good. No, I I think
1: think we're all good. I think that, you know, uh, people that are out there, don't be afraid of the market. I think that the uh, people are looking for things to publish. So you click on it, um, do your research in the area that you're looking, because it may be different from the area that your friend was looking at work. And, you know, it's like people all the time, you know, they want to put everything into one big bucket and it doesn't work that way. Just like economies. You know, like some housing economies are different than others, some you know, economies with business are different than others. And so right now, I I still think it's I don't agree with Zillow. I just would say that well, I never agree with Zillow. But. And
0: and some agents are different than others. Remember
1: that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You you gotta awesome. have an agent that'll be willing to tell you no. Don't sell right now, hold on, you know, or whatever
2: why so it's so good we have this show. We can counter all this stuff and and uh, lessen the worry for people, you know. So another Thanks great time. Click that link. Go to our YouTube. Give us the thumbs up. Write us a review. And if you have to sell or buy a home, you know who to call. See you next week.